Radio Game Changers, the number one radio podcast in the world, is now a book. Well, you can't throw the rule book out the window until you've read the rule book. Yeah. Because then there's an embarrassing slide out the window to retrieve the rule book. Nine insights from over a hundred hours of conversations with the best radio presenters and programmers in the world. We save our interactions for on the air. If Kevin was in a car accident today, frankly, I'd rather not know about it until he comes in and tells me about it tomorrow morning. Radio Game Changers, the book. It's available now at Amazon. Because I miss comedy. I really miss it. The playfulness. The play. Yeah. And, you know, that's a word that isn't used often in assessing character, but playfulness, I think, is hugely important. You've heard the podcast. Now, read the book. My work is my life. My kids are in it. My partner's in it. This whole work-life balance thing. My whole life is just one big ball. Radio Game Changers. Written by Craig Bruce and Jay Mueller. A Bad Producer production. Hey, this is Craig Bruce and welcome to Game Changers. Uh, Last month, Kate Mead and I hosted the Australian Audio Summit. If you came along, um, thank you so much for your support. It was um, an online event featuring conversations with some of the most successful audio content creators in Australia. Uh, We had uh, plenty of room for questions and answers from uh, from the audience. And this week, we're bringing you the highlights from each of those sessions. Let's kick off the week with Christian O'Connell. Let's talk about your creative process. Where do you find content and, and how does that moment appear for you? Is it catching lightning in a bottle? What is, or is it, does, it, does a, a content creep up on you? What, what does that look like? How does that kind of um, play out for you? Yeah, see, that phrase there, lightning in a bottle, I used to believe that. And it is so intimidating yeah. and exhausting. If you think it's that, good luck. I mean, you can't catch lightning in a bottle. Why would you yeah. come up with a metaphor? We all do it. Yeah. Lightning in a bowl. You, you're not going to ever catch that in your lifetime. You think you're going to do it five days a week, yeah. three hours a day. There's no way. And that isn't what it's about. I don't believe in that. I think it's – I actually wrote down because I love talking about creativity. I absolutely – I love creativity. I love seeing it in other people and bringing it out. There are two really important words here. This is D uh, uh, for me to remind me, which is desire. I think if you stay true to these things, you'll find your ideas. Desire. What is your desire? My desire to come here was to build a new show, something that I thought was different and worthwhile and coming from a different place, a place that I thought wasn't being served. I have to remind myself and my team of that every single day. Creativity is a choice. It comes from a place of desire. The other word I wrote here is choice. If you are going to be a creative person, whether you're a programmer, content director, or a presenter, you have to know that that is your choice to do that. And so everything you do, your processes are what you do. You know, people are so fixated on the output. B, you need to be fixated on your processes because since consistency is my greatest strength. I've got talent, but that isn't enough five days a week. You need to be consistent. And the only way I'd be consistent is by having these processes for how I find ideas. So the best material is always paying attention yeah. to to life around me every day. I think my job is to pay attention. Yeah. And that means not just externally, it's also internally. If I do something that makes me feel really awkward, ashamed, or embarrassed, like I'd be, a, I'd be frightened to tell another adult what I just thought, I write that down because those sometimes are the best stories yeah. to say on air. I told one a couple of weeks ago, I said... <laughs> I don't, my wife told me not to say what happened yesterday. <laughs> yep. I'm going to tell you next. Straight away, this is going, yeah. I've got to hear this. <laughs> yeah. What is this? Yeah. And I just think, yeah, my job is to pay attention. That's the same with any creative person externally, but also the bit people forget about is 
what what's really going here? What are you trying to hide from yourself? Yeah. Those shadows, that's where our most interesting stuff is, is in the shadows. Yeah, I agree. W- one of my favourite books is by a guy called uh, Stephen Pressfield. It's called The, the War right. of Art. And the central thesis of the book right. is that can you, I have it here. Oh, you legend. There you go. Yeah, I, love, I love this. So yeah. the central thesis of the book is that creative people have to fight against resistance every day. You know, writer's block is real. Um, and you've talked about the risk of entropy for, for, for creative people, the, the idea that creativity needs to be exercised. So specifically, is there? do you have a daily routine? Is there, uh, is there time you spend away from the family in, in a quiet space? Or what does that look like? Is it, is it um, deliberate? Yeah, it has to be. You have to really respect your creativity you have to hone it every day you have to look after it. it's a part of you that needs looking after you know you look after a part of you if you eat well or go to the gym you've got to treat it the same with creativity respect yeah. it nurture it hone it it's a daily discipline you, and you have to be disciplined with it and when you don't pay attention to it when you don't look after it you don't support it you don't treat it kindly that's when we start to get out of flow and performers presenters creators content providers i think start to lose the quality of what they're doing as well they're not paying attention to that so when i get up in the morning i force myself to have a a ritual for five minutes where i don't turn on the phone i just do a little mini meditation where i just try and come back into my body before i race back up to here or like what am i going to say what am i going to say gotta be funny yeah right it's brilliant I always read every email that comes in because I think it keeps you grounded. Even the ones that say they don't like the show or they don't like you, they're really they're always really important, the praise and the haters. They keep you grounded where you should be. And I remember getting an email from a nurse called Ebony, and she said, hey, would you be able to get us, my ward, would you be able to get us, there were an ICU ward here, frightened COVID. Could you get us some Powerade and some water? We haven't got time to go down to the, uh, to the, to the canteen. I read it on air and I was so humbled. It's such a simple thing to ask for, water, an energy drink. And I said, is this what, are there other doctors and nurses listening to this? Or do you know someone who's, can you ask them, is this a thing? Do you need this? And of course, within 24 hours, we've been inundated with calls. And listeners were offering to buy Powerade, sparkling water, still water, and I was. And then Coles heard about it. And the head of marketing emailed me directly going, look, we're Coles. We can help you out. And a week later, this is amazing, 4,000 care packs went out to doctors and nurses at 25 ICU wards around the country. That came from one nurse, Ebony, uh, who leant forward to ask for help. And as soon as I got that email, I realized, oh, this is all they need right now. Mm-hmm. I, can, I can do this. This is what I'm going to do. Whereas before, I wondered if when I even read that email, was I was looking for a way to help. And the listeners wanted to know that they could help in some way. We all have an intrinsic need to help other people. It makes us feel good. But that, that's also creativity in action right there. So the flip side of that would be let's get in a boardroom with a clean whiteboard and work out how we can help our listeners during yeah, COVID. Or back to your point about being attentive, uh, I'm going to read every email and maybe there's an opportunity and one thing leads to another and suddenly a simple request from someone who likes the show becomes so much bigger because you're open to that possibility. This here is my old, old studio clock from my old uh, studio in London. Oh, wow. This is part of my grounding. When I, 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 uh, the clock doesn't work anymore, but that I keep, and I always, I always sit next to that when I'm thinking about the show. It reminds me 
to how it is all about whatever's happening. You know, sometimes you just need to make a decision. What's actually happening tomorrow morning at 10 past eight? What, at, what are they hearing? You know, what am I doing? What is tomorrow's show going to be about? This keeps me focused from dwelling too much. It reminds me, hey, get on with it. There's another show tomorrow morning. Enough, enough thinking now. Come on, what, what are we actually doing? What's tomorrow's show? Often when we're brainstorming, you try and like bulletproof it. I hear that horrible phrase. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to bulletproof this thing. Why? You're going to alter sometimes how good something can really be if you're going to bulletproof it. And there's that phrase, you know, uh, what would you do if you thought you could only succeed? I think it's I'm more interested in that. What would you do if you would do it anyway, even if you would fail, because you really believe this is a great idea yep. or a funny idea. Yep. So I think that's a better place to come from. But that's real vulnerability. But that's what it is to do work that matters. If you're only going to do work because you're playing to a broader base as possible and you think it's going to be successful or it's engineered to please the masses, you do not deserve to succeed. We don't need more stuff. We need more personal, real stuff that only you could make, stuff of value. If you can't do that, if you can't tell me who's on air with you in a couple of words, your audience will have no idea. No idea. Yep. Very clear about the characters. And then what are their what are their storylines? You know, and I find that interesting, a way to think about it when you're coming up with ideas or trying to get ideas out of them. You know, I always said to Jack and Pat, just just tell me what happened yesterday. Don't try and make it funny. Don't try and pitch a phone into me. I can do that. I generally want to know what happened to you yesterday. And if someone answers that, there's always something in there. Trust me, there is. I love that. Did you Have you seen the Larry David uh, had a filter for the show, or Larry and Jerry had a filter for the show, which was no hugs, no lessons? Did you see that? Yeah. No hugs, yeah. no lessons. How brilliant is that? We, as much as shows are made of what you put in, yeah. the most... I think it's more important what you leave leave out. Totally agree. Uh, that is that is actually more important mm. what you leave out. Because sometimes I've come up with an idea and it it isn't the right idea for me or it's not idea the right idea for the show at the moment. And that takes real strength for it to go, stay true to what your show really stands for, go, yeah. that isn't that isn't for us today. Yep. maybe in a couple of weeks time that takes real guts because you know you think, oh this is a shiny new idea and you have to pause sometimes and go is this really right for us is this really right for the show and our values Radio Game Changers, the number one radio podcast in the world, is now a book. When she's talking, I'm not sitting here thinking, oh, I should say something funny. I'm genuinely listening to what she says. Nine insights from over 100 hours of conversations with the best radio presenters and programmers in the world. Fail. It's okay. People these days, they don't want to be bad at something. I've learned more from my mistakes than I still do now on the radio. Those are things that actually make you better. Radio Game Changers, the book. It's available now at Amazon. You're never certain. Mm. I think there's been a single day of my life where I've gone, I've got three spots tomorrow that I know will all be fighting for ten past eight. <laughs> Whatever. You've heard the podcast. Now read the book. People would always come in to see Martin Malloy done and they think, oh, this is going to be hilarious. And there's just two guys sitting there with Spyrex notebooks reading things out like they're doing an old radio play. <laughs> radio Game Changers, written by... Craig Bruce and Jay Mueller, a bad producer production.